Hello, hello, hello. 7 a.m. novelists, how are you doing? So this is the first draft edition. So I'm expecting us to be kind of first drafting with this and uh, and see how it goes. So really holding on to our imperfection here. Um, so welcome to the first day of the 7 a.m. novelist 50-day uh, writing um, challenge. And we have Kelly Ford with us here today. And Kelly was one of our first year novel incubator students, and she's just done such amazing work since. Um, she's the author most recently of Real Bad Things, which you've probably heard about. Um, it's basically been everywhere. Um, and she's also the author of her first novel, the novel that she worked with in the novel incubator program uh, was Cotton Mouths, and that was named one of 2017's best books of the year by Los Angeles Review and featured in 52 books in 52 weeks from the Los Angeles Times. Uh, she's an Arkansas native. She writes crime fiction set in Arkansas and Arkansas River Valley, and she lives in Vermont with her wife, her cat, and her dog. Welcome, <laughs> Kelly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Just letting you know that apparently the chat is disabled, so... Ah, I heard you people. Okay, so we'll try to get that abled. I don't know why that would have happened. Okay, um, first off, uh, I want to try to um, talk about, as I enable the chat while I talk at the same time, um, <laughs> if that's possible, um, I want to talk about why we chose to do this. Um, so, We've just had this terrible pandemic, which put all of us on hold in a way and really separated us in this community of writers. Um, and uh, and I think I put a lot of people on hold um, in terms of um, uh, in terms of our own writing process and in just in terms of, of moving forward with their um, with their books. Um, and I like many uh, writers out there, I also lost someone during the pandemic and I lost my mother and she had been a writer herself and she'd worked on a novel for 30 years. And at the end of her life, I thought, gosh, we really need to get this uh, novel published for her. And she had hit the same problems that a lot of writers do. And that is that um, she um, kept trying to um, uh, meet agents, talk with editors, get some attention, but you know, she was an older writer and she didn't have the normal connections that writers have. Um, so that published her novel, but it was so late. Um, and I really wish that she'd been able to have the fuller experience. Um, and you know, then we hit summertime and we had all the terrible divisions uh, with the country. And um, I also hit the age of 50 and I thought, well, what can I possibly do? I felt the need to do something, fix something, make something happen. And so I thought, okay, this is my skill set. I know um, a lot of great writers, a lot of great teachers. And maybe one way that we can come together is to um, uh, really um, make sure that the writing community can come together and also give some support to writers that otherwise haven't been able to have that kind of support. Um, okay, so Kelly, um, mm -hmm. first off, she's our first guest and there's no way I could have been able to do this without our guests and teachers. So they've, they've volunteered their time for us. We're doing this all for free. 
Um, so thank you very much for doing that. Um, Kelly, I really wanted you to talk about, first off, you were in the novel incubator, um, you published your first novel, and then, and then you kind of took a break mm -hmm. from writing. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit, like why you took a break and how you got, got yourself back to writing? Because I think a lot of people can get discouraged and it can be really hard to get yourself back in. So, okay, go for mm -hmm. it, Kelly. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I have taken so many breaks throughout my writing career. And when I say my writing career, I don't mean published, <laughs> you know, um, like I've been writing, I, I tell this to everyone forever, but I've been writing since I was probably junior high, but doing like really bad poetry. And I saw it recently and it's still bad. Um, but I think my career is kind of like from junior high to this because you're learning, right? And so that's a long time to be doing something just full on. And like so many people, I was really frustrated Um so the first time I took a true break was, um, I think it was around 2008. So the novel incubator started 2010, I think. So I was, I was just kind of over it all. I was, you know, I got laid off from my job. I had been working on this novel, Cotton Mouse, which I published during, um, or that was my novel incubator novel. And um, I was just really frustrated because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, why am I even doing this? Like, I'm an adult. I have a full-time job. Well, I did. <laughs> and then I got laid off, yeah. you know? So I was trying, you know, at the time I was also in a master's program for um, human factors and information design, which sounded way cooler than like writer, because I'm like, I can make money off of that, presumably, I, you know, that's an adult thing to do. But then as soon as I got laid off, it was kind of like, okay, now what? So I did, I took time off from my novel, but I did end up working on um, short stories a little bit. I took classes. That's when I first um, went to Grub and took some classes. And that was really helpful to me to get back into my book. Like I wasn't working on my book at all at that point, because I think I was in like a two to three year um, lull because I didn't know what to do with myself and with the book. And I was working, you know, I work IT in my, in my day job. And so I was working pretty much all the time and I just had no time for it. So, so I ended up doing that. And um, I think getting into the Grub Street community really helped me to get back in and be around people. And I think, you know, everyone says writing is such a lonely job and it is, but it doesn't have to be. And I don't yeah. think you need to be a published author to find community. And I think that's the hardest thing. And every, it's so funny to me how everyone's like, oh, you know, if you blurb someone or whatever, it's like, it's just because you're friends. And it's like, of course we're friends because we've been through the trenches together. <laughs> you know, you have to rely on, on your people. Um, so, so that was the first time And sorry, if I go long. Um, and then the second time was after Cotton Mouse when I was very much, I should turn off chat because it distracts me. <laughs> I have a well, little bit of ADHD. Yeah. Okay. Great job. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then after Cotton Mouse, I mean, a, a thing that, you know, you're so grateful for the experience, of course, of being able to 
to publish, but there's also a depression, I think, that a lot of people don't talk about in the wider literary world that comes after publishing, where it's kind of like you've done, you've done this thing that you've been dreaming about and working toward so long, and then it happens, and it's kind of like that song, like, is that all there is? <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, now I have to figure out what I'm doing next. Um, so I did take a little bit of time off um, just to kind of regroup and figure out what I wanted to do with myself and with um, with my work. So, but that's when I think, you know, I, I started getting back into my community a little bit more and doing things. Like I've always been active in terms of, I've been in essay groups, I've been in writing groups, um, and I think the thing that helps me the most is being in a writing group that doesn't actually write together, <laughs> which sounds crazy. Um, but shout out to my Shay's pub team. We literally just drink together. But I think it's that community building where we're talking yeah. about what we're doing. We're talking about the writing life that you can't necessarily talk about with someone who um, isn't in the thick of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, that was my very long answer. No, that's great. That's important because I think it's, you know, I think people think that they get, they enter a program or especially where they get a book published and then it's all gold from there. And you can still suffer a lot of doubt um, and you can still just stop and need to, to get your head back into it and rethink, why am I doing this? Finding your community mm -hmm. again. And that's okay that's actually yeah. okay to do and and look at what because I don't know because Kelly took that little time off to figure things out you've now produced this incredible book um Thank you. So you don't really have to be following this particular timeline and it's not always once the first book is done mm -hmm. everything moves from there um yeah let's talk about and I know some people in on the webinar and listening to the podcast will be in the same situation. So that, so the key is just try to find your way back. So hopefully mm -hmm. this uh, webinar and podcast will be able to find, help people find their way back. So this is for beginning writers, but also people that might be beginning new projects or need to find their way back in and need to have mm -hmm. that kind of community and gathering together to um, do that. So another thing that Kelly has done for our novel incubator group is that she has used her management uh, expertise in order to create something or use something with our group called the Daily Scrum. So Kelly, why don't you tell us what the Daily Scrum is all about and why it's important sure. and how people can use it? Sure, sure. So for those who don't know, um, it's, it's the Scrum is used in various technology companies, but it's also used in marketing now, but it's basically, it came out of this idea in IT of doing agile development where it used to be, and I'm so sorry I go into this, but it used to be soft, you know, you think about it. And I think it, it applies to writers. You think about software development and it's like, you do all the work, all of it, and then you test it and then you ship it. So in agile development, instead of doing all the work, you're doing a little bit of work, testing it, implementing it, doing a little bit. So it's like these, these shorter cadences. And um, that's kind of like the start of it. But I much like writing, you find a pattern that really works for you. And so the pattern that I use in my, my day job is um, we do a daily scrum where 
we're really, it's just a way for us to focus. So at the beginning of the week, so on a Monday, we'll all put our focus into Slack. And, you know, like a lot of workplaces, we use Slack. And I know the Novel Incubator alumni group, we have a Slack um, channel, not channel, Slack workspace as well. And so you just go in there and it, it's supposed to be very quick and easy. So in a traditional scrum, and I think it comes from rugby or soccer or something. I don't know. Hmm. But um, <laughs> we'll take it's it. like this idea of the whole team kind of moving together. But when you're yeah. a writer, Tracy says rugby. All right. Um, so, <laughs> so they'll know more than I will about it. Um, I only know the IT applications. But moving together as a team. Um, and so that's why I like it because when you're a writer, you feel like you're not on a team, but like talking to, um, about my writing group, my writing drinking group, it's kind of like this idea of we're all helping each other with our individual product goals or whatever. Right. So we all have publication goals of various, um, levels and, you know, what we want to publish. Like we've got E.B. Bartels, who is doing nonfiction. We've got Rachel Berenbaum and Elizabeth Charles Shelburne and Michelle Ferrari, who are doing fiction as well as me. So, um, yeah, so we've got everyone in there kind of doing their own thing, but we're all working together to move forward. And so um, you basically do kind of like, and they don't do this with me, I just do this myself, but it's kind of like what you did yesterday and what you're doing today. And so it allows you to focus on the main thing. And I think one of the things I found in project management, and it happens all the time where people are like, oh, it'll take like a day or two. And I'm like, but okay, so that'll take 48 hours. I'm not great at math. I think two days is 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so in, as soon as I say 48 hours, they're like, whoa, 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 Kel. <laughs> and I'm like, but you said two days and they're 24 hours in a day. So therefore, and so it helps people to understand that there are only a limited amount of hours in the day that you can apply to something. So like if you've got, you know, this 5 a.m. Writers Club on Twitter, it's like they get up at five and then they quit at six. They've got an hour, maybe, you know, depending on who they are, where they can work for the day. And so it's, it's helpful, I think, to just know that you can't put everything on your plate. So it forces you to kind of focus in, you know, like the horse with the, the blinders and um, say, okay, I'm going to do this one thing today because that's yeah. all I can. And so it helps me to stop. I, I tend to take on too much and I say yes to things a lot um, because I don't want to say no. I want opportunities. Or I don't want to disappoint people. So, but it helps me to understand, um, especially now in a busy launch period that there are only so many things I can do. It's like, you know, even looking at a book from someone and reading, it's like, it's really, I'm a slow reader. It's very hard for me to read. I get maybe an hour a day. So being a slow reader, it's going to take me probably two weeks to finish yeah. your book. It's no, it's going to take a month. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of the idea behind Scrum is just, you know, focusing your yourself on what's the most immediate priority. Like what has to be done. And it's like by sharing too, it helps you, your team members to know what you're going through and to say, hey, have you thought about this? Yes. What about this? That's So yes. while we're not writing, we're kind of talking craft in many ways because yeah. it's kind of like if we have an issue with it, it's like 
you know, I got to figure out this point of view and somebody can chime in and say, well, have you read this book or have you thought about this? Yes. And so, and so doing the, it's a daily scrum. Um, it consists of four parts. So maybe I'm seeing five. So the first part of the scrum is did. So what yeah. did you do yesterday? And I think that's a great way to start off to think about um, what have you accomplished? Or mm -hmm. it might be yesterday I pet my dog. Um, it might not right. be, you know, <laughs> like yesterday I kind of failed or yesterday, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but to put that behind you, right? Like right. that was yesterday. And so the next part is doing and that sets out your goal for the day. And as you said, other people can comment on the goal, take mm -hmm. part in it. Um, and it also makes you a little bit accountable and focuses you for the day. Like, this is what I'm going to do for today. Mm -hmm. um, and then the two other parts, the block. So what might have blocked you yesterday? What mm -hmm. might be blocking you today? I'm looking at our daily scrum um, from our incubator group. And one person wrote that her block was um, the unmitigated terror that I only get one shot at cold querying people. So it's a writer that's also querying right. the novel at the same time. And she can't get that out of her mind. It might be that you're terribly tired. It might be that you've just had a fight with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It might be whatever is blocking you. And again, mm -hmm. I think getting that out of your head and kind of knowing that it's there and even having other people kind of see it because we're all kind of in this together. We all have yeah. our own blocks. But then the best part being the bridge. And do you yeah. want to talk about that bridge? Yeah, and actually I didn't even... I didn't start the bridge. Someone else in the group actually started it. Oh. And I'm so sorry. I don't remember who did it. Yeah. Um, might've been Alyssa um, or Shelby, but um, it's this idea of they just wanted something that made them feel kind of, <laughs> I'm like rainbow bridge where you feel happier and you're like, I can get over this thing. Um, so they'll be able to talk about that better. So I'm, I'm very structured and regimented. So I'm like, need a bridge but um you know it was nice for everyone to think about the positive things too which I think is really lovely honestly because they're thinking you know what I might have cold querying panic but you know I get to have some soft serve today <laughs> that's gonna exactly. get me through this and it's exactly. like simple stuff yeah, it might just be that. It might be that um, you had a good night's sleep last night. It mm -hmm. might be that exactly. um, you are just excited to be doing a daily scrum with people. Um, it might be um, the group um, that you're working with. Um, mm -hmm. I also see that they added a treat. <laughs> Our group <laughs> added a treat. So maybe I think, I think what that is, is the treat that they'll give them at the end of the day for yeah. doing what they did. Um, yes. So again, the idea of the daily scrum did what you did yesterday, doing what you plan to do today, block what might be kind of holding you back, mm -hmm. kind of getting that out there, a bridge. And that can be like, at least I'm writing again. At least I'm alive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at least I have all my <laughs> limbs. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes we have to reach for, you know, extremes for this sort of thing. Yeah. And then treat. <laughs> what are you going to give yourself a treat at the end of the day? Um, yeah. And I, and I love that other ways. Um, and, and in the chat, you can also talk about ways that you have used to kind of focus yourself and, and give yourself goals. 
Um, I know that in when I was in grad school, there was a few writers in grad school with us who um, were like, well, I only write when I'm inspired to write. Oh. And that, <laughs> right, like that's not going to work. Um, yeah. If you're if you're really going to dedicate yourself to this thing, if you're really going to write, you need to treat it like a job. And that means you need to show up at your desk, whether or not you're feeling it or not. And, and you mm -hmm. never know. I always recommend try to show at your desk no matter what. Try to show up at your desk if you're exhausted, if you're um, distracted, if you're upset or sad. Try to just get there and see what happens. Because you can have a great writing day uh, mm -hmm. when you least expect. Um, right. And um, so I myself, if you look at my Google calendar, you'll see like I plan out like I'm going to work on this chapter today or I'm going to yes. work on this chapter every week. And I think another thing to think about in terms of the daily scrum, like the, you know, NaNoWriMo only says, well, I'm going to write this many words a day, today. Mm -hmm. But there's so many other goals that you can have. Like, I'm going to revise mm -hmm. this chapter today. I'm going to work on this scene today. I'm going to work on this character today. I'm going to work for 45 minutes today. Um, because mm -hmm. word counts doesn't work for everybody. Right. Um, and so I highly recommend thinking outside the box in mm -hmm. terms of where you're at and what kind of goal that you can use. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say. Do you go by absolutely. word count? Yeah, do you go by word count um, or... I don't. Um, actually, that's not true. So I go by word count when I'm in a first draft. I hate writing first drafts. I really hate them. I don't. Is it? I like. I liken first drafts to a sculptor creating rock. Like that's yes. all it is, right? So we have an extra step. We can't just like go grab something and start sculpting. Not to diminish what sculptors do, <laughs> but like, obviously, but, um, but we actually have to create our medium as well. So yeah. we have that we extra don't have task. The stone. Yeah, we don't have the stone. And so you have to create it. And so when I'm doing a first draft, I do focus on word counts because I just want to get it over with. I really mm -hmm. hate it. It's not fun for me. There's nothing fun about a first draft. I don't know why I hate it so much, but I do. Um, Maybe it's the fear of the blank page, but I don't really know where I'm going. So, but at the end of a first draft, so I try to bang things out quick. I think that, what is it you always say? You're like, um, do not hurry, do not rest. Do not hurry, do not rest. That's Goethe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and I always kind of have that in my mind, but I do hurry in a first draft, <laughs> but I don't rest. Um, so hurrying that in comes, terms of, yeah, right. hurrying in terms of, yeah. um, moving on a very surface level yeah, over material exactly. instead of really yeah. sinking your teeth into the material and into the emotions of the material doing doing the right. easy 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 stuff um and i, I feel like things like that like the do not hurry do not rest the pants or plotter thing all that they're just frameworks and then once we figure out we just use them as our training wheels and then we can take them and we can expand them to fit our purposes. Kind of like how people added a bridge to the daily scrum. They're like, this doesn't quite work for me yet. I'm going to add this. It works for me now. So, um, so yeah. So once I get to like first, second drafts, then I don't not first God. Um, it's very early, uh, third or fourth drafts. That's when I really 
you know, do that, do not hurry, do not rest more intentional because then I've created my stone and I can figure out, okay, here's, here's what it looks like. Here's what I can make of it. And then I don't focus on word count at that point. Right. Right. And so I think the important thing is allowing yourself several different processes and not, Mm. and not focusing just on one. And I also highly recommend a lot of writers get themselves really stuck. Like I can only write this kind of day, this time of day. Mm -hmm. I can only write Mm -hmm. when it's this quiet. I can only write um, when I'm doing this. And that is a story that you've created in your head. Mm -hmm. That's going to block you. Like, so you're already kind of, you're already kind of predicting that you're going to be blocked if you set up those sorts of like, well, I have to have this sort of situation or this sort of environment mm-hmm. in order to write. And that's going to be, that's going to be very difficult for you. Um, in the chat, yeah. they're also talking about doing sprints, which is a great thing to mm. do, yeah. especially if you Absolutely. have focus problems. So that can be, I've done sprints where I write for like 45 minutes and then I give myself a 10 minute break. Um, and I usually warm up some tea or I, I do something else. And then I time myself for another 45 minutes. And that keeps me from mm-hmm. moving away until my timer goes off. Um, I can't do anything else. And I have to just keep typing or whatever, again, my goal is. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you can do several sprints a day. I will oftentimes do three or four a day. Um, that can be very helpful. I also mm-hmm. highly recommend um, a site called pacemaker.press. And this is a site that I have used with the Novel Incubator students. And what that site does, it's pacemaker.press. And I'll put that in the um, chat, but it allows you to choose your goal. So it could be a chapter, a scene um, that you wanna work several minutes on a certain day, that you wanna do certain words. It has all sorts of different goals. And then it will allow you to say, well, I want to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week, or I want to work this this many hours this week, and I want to take weekends off. So it allows you to do kind of a weekly schedule. And then what it does is it it creates for you, and and then you have the length of the project that you want to do. It creates for you a schedule. Like this is what you need Mm -hmm. to do on each of those writing days in order to get it done. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend that people... um, look at that because it's just kind of, a, and it's, it's looser again than, than NaNoWriMo is. Mm-hmm. And I would have had us yeah. use it, but they limit groups to like 70, um, right. which we've got, <laughs> we've actually got 150 people registered for the, um, the webinar alone. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So this, this first week, we're going to talk about pantsers. We're going to talk about um, plotters. We're going to talk about how to stay in your chair. We're going to talk about what holds you back. Um, tomorrow we're going to have some pantsers. And if you don't know what that is, those, those are just people that just like vomit out that stone, right? That they're just trying to get the material out. And we're going to have writers, Lisa France and Bessie Heitkamp talking with us. Um, we do have writers at all levels coming to talk with us, writers that are um, highly accomplished teachers and uh, well-published writers, but also writers that are working on their first books. Um, because I wanted to have people from all sorts of backgrounds um, and uh, people in the trenches working with you um, to kind of get you guys going for, um, mm-hmm. for this um, writing challenge. Um, yeah. Also, we have a bookshop page. If you want to take a look at that, bookshop.org uh, slash shop slash the 7am novelist, where I offer um, ideas for a lot of craft books that I love and also all the books by, um, or the, the most recent books by our um, guests. Okay. 
Um, I do want to keep these to a half hour. Um, hopefully in the future, we'll be able to um, do more Q&A. There is one Q&A. On days where you do not feel like writing, should we just write about anything? Christine Chip says. I say mm. yes. I say yes. I say no. <laughs> we could, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. You go why first. Why do you say no? Um, why I say, say yes? no. Yeah, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I say no just because I think there's that. I, th I think it depends on the person, right? We're, we're very different people, right? Yeah. And so um, I'm, I, I told someone, I think there's a lot of grief and agony and guilt about not writing every day and I don't write every day um I, I consider myself kind of like my battery is completely drained I'm an iPhone I need to go lay on the counter and just recharge and it takes me a full day and I feel I feel better about that and so for me it it was really important for me to get away from kind of the chains of writing every day because it doesn't work for me. Um, am I always thinking about my book every day? Absolutely. So that's yes. different. So I think that um, thinking for me is writing. I think I marinate for sometimes years on something. So I think that helps. And sometimes it's just like, like I keep these notebooks, like this is my current novel and I just jot down tons of ideas and things that I'm doing and so that's also working on a novel so I just don't like the idea of you have to write every day I think that's good I think um but notice that you're still working and so if we we continue exactly. along with the do not hurry do not rest it's your mind is still in it you think about it in the shower um you think mm -hmm. about it I oftentimes work out plot problems as I go to sleep and other people think that that's freaky and terrifying um <laughs> but I just I'm kind of thinking about it as a as a puzzle um right. and I can't remember which writer it was he was actually a speaker at the Grub Street Muse and he said that he actually wrote and I don't think anyone else alive has time to do this but he actually wrote two hours every day um I recommend trying to dip in maybe 10 minutes every day or at least every other day because it keeps you in that mindset. And so he said mm -hmm. any day that he took off, it took him that much longer to get back mm -hmm. into that mm -hmm. mindset the day that, that the next day that he was able to write. And he mm -hmm. also said, he said, well, what else are you going to do? Because everything else in life is capitalism. And then he got a, <laughs> um, and I wish I'd need to, to name the writer, but yeah. um but at least kind of That's checking funny. in with your project yeah. every day. And if you yeah. do have a day where you're like, no, I'm going to write today and Christine, it goes badly. Um, or you just can't concentrate. It might help to be like, well, what can I do today? Mm -hmm. So you might have to mm -hmm. change your goal. You might have to change your, what you're doing. Um, and it mm -hmm. might be some planning. It might be some outside writing, like um, having your character um, I don't know, in a scene with a therapist and the therapist is yelling at your character because you don't understand <laughs> your character um, and you're trying, and it won't actually make it in the book, um, but it's character work. Um, yeah. Picking up a craft book and, and trying some exercises um, just to kind of get yourself in that mental place so that the next day you're already kind of there and not starting outside of it quite as much mm -hmm. yeah yeah but Kelly I think, I think we're in agreement yeah yes <laughs> yes I mean I think it's moving away from the idea of writing per se like 
sitting down and just, cause I don't ever just write either. Um, oh no, you're frozen. Is anyone else frozen? Um, oh no. Is anyone else frozen? Um, yeah, frozen? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So moving away from the idea of you have to write, I think just being intentional and finding what works for you. I, like all of this, again, is just, it's information for you to figure out what works best for you. But just because it works well for one person doesn't mean it will well, work well for you because I am one of those people who needs that that um, specific space, but I create the conditions for for writing well, you know? Yeah. No matter where I'm at. And it's just like, it's dumb things. Like I'm going to pull this out. It's like, sometimes I just put on this dumb visor. <laughs> I just Like literally because I'm so distracted, I have to remove people. I look ridiculous, but Can you even it see your me. screen? Like sometimes it's helpful not to look at your screen and just type. Yeah. Yeah. I put on, so I can't, I can't be around people when I write. I, I don't do well on writing retreats at all. So I have to, you know, when I really need to focus and go in kind of that trance state, it's like, put on my visor, put on my brown noise and just like, no, and that works for me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, everybody, I'm going to let Kelly get back to her writing day. Um, I was actually able to get a shower in this morning, but I'm sitting here in my room. So I should probably put some clothes on. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping that everyone is here and are their jammies. We also have people from all over the world joining us. So they're probably like, why so cool. in your pajamas? Um, so I want everyone to think about their goals today. You can also think about that, that idea of the, of the scrum did doing block and bridge. Um, and then you can also look at the uh, Pacemaker Press uh, website and check that out. Um, but mostly I just want everyone to get going. Um, we've got probably, we've got uh, a bunch of people weren't able to get in and I'm gonna gotta figure that out. But we, you can also listen to this um, um, a recording of this and also to the podcast anytime. And we've got about 550 people right now on Substack. So, um, and I think we're going to keep having people register. So overall, I want everyone to get going, get your writing done today, and we'll see you tomorrow and we'll see how everything went. All right, everybody, here we go. Good luck. You found what you Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. you, found, Thank you. you really understand how you sift for a love in the sand, like a leaf inside the wind, and you go where it tells you to go. But you never wonder why There isn't nothing here at all